This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Carol Masser. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you an in-depth interview you will not hear anywhere else. So, Carol, I caught up with the co-founders of Adams. You see me wear their sneakers. Yes, I have. I wanted to know the story underneath it. And I have to say, it is even more fascinating than I thought. It's a husband and wife team, Wakas Ali and Sidra Kasim. They met in their village in Pakistan. They came to Brooklyn via White Combinator. It's so cool. Here's your conversation. All right, so this is a shoe that I really like. I have to say, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead, and I love the the different feel and just the whole different vibe of this shoe. So I'm a little biased coming into this interview. Uh, Wakas, I want to start with you because the story of this company, Pakistan, Y Combinator, Brooklyn, how did that happen? Um. It's a, it is a kind of crazy story, and we did not intended it to be like this when we were starting off. We had no idea. Uh, we started our first shoe company in in our hometown in Pakistan, Okada, and then we, we kept going. It was a small project, became a Kickstarter project. Then we applied into Y Combinator, first shoe company to get into Y Combinator, first company from Pakistan to get into Y Combinator, and in 2015, we moved to the U.S. Uh, in San Francisco. And so, Sidra, why do you think the pitch resonated so much? There are a lot of firsts there. Uh, what was it about this particular company that you think caught the interest of Y Combinator and ultimately a lot of big-name investors? Yeah, so this company is not part of Y Combinator. Our previous shoe company ah, was part of Y Combinator. I got it. Okay. But uh, I think the, uh, the exciting thing is that this shoes is not just a shoes. This is a very, very personal shoes. Like... Very comfortable, very durable, very breathable, and as well as the fit is very precise for you. And uh, like when we were inviting our friends uh, to try on the first sample, and I still remember like their impressions, like they were super, super excited to try on the shoes. And we started this as a very small project, and uh, somehow like it started becoming bigger and bigger. And so what was the imp- inspiration, Wakas, for, for this particular shoe? So we were making and selling dress shoes already. We, we, and when we were in Pakistan, we had no idea that people are actually more, mainly wear sneakers every day. They don't wear dress shoes as much. Even that trend is declining. Even you are wearing your atoms right now. Absolutely. So we noticed that. And then we were like, hey, we, want, we both are very passionate about product, particularly in shoes. It's one of the hardest products to ever make. Shoes are very difficult. Uh, and we were like, hey, can we make a shoe that people would want to wear every day? Not that we want to sell. Can we build a shoe that people would want to wear every day? And that is where this idea of a casual very, very simple. All the products we wear every single day, they tend to be very simple. Right. Still extremely, extremely comfortable. We were going after the the best of the best in the industry after Nike and Adidas and Comfort. Uh, and we only make one shoe. So we put a lot of effort into the, the precision sizing, the quarter sizing, the comfort of the shoes, the laces, how how high or how uh, how small something is. Like this midsole, it took us six months to work on that to just make it more comfortable than the Adidas Ultra Six Boost. months on the midsole. On the line. midsole, yeah. It was very. It, it was one of the hardest things because if you only make one shoes and your pitch is that you are going to wear it every day, 
when you make just one product, you can't just like compromise on that. You have to get it right. Otherwise, right. you have no business, right? Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And so why is manufacturing so difficult for shoes, Sidra? Because this is something you've worked on for a long time. You've worked in Korea, I believe, right. uh, on that particular aspect of the business. Why are shoes so difficult? I think one of the most important reason is you have all your body weight on the shoes. And then shoes actually go into different environment. Like you sit in the office with different sitting positions. Some uh, people, they stand a lot. Some people, they walk a lot. So basically, shoes is not just like a, a simple product like your handbag where you store things. Right. Shoes is something which basically you carry on throughout the day from morning to evening. So that's why like making a product which is basically accommodate you throughout the day right. and as well as super comfortable is very hard to make. I guess I'd never really thought about that. I mean, there's a lot of physics involved, I guess, in our interaction with shoes in a way that we don't have with a lot of other products. So why do you think, especially having been in the dress shoe business and now in the sneaker business, why are sneakers having such a moment? Wakas? I think it's mainly it is because of a lot of cultural icons are are being the the the, the face of this movement. That is one part. The other part is people are also learning how uh, we are like I think America especially and world in general is becoming more and more passionate because we have so many young people coming into the world these days and right. they are they are not hesitant they are not hesitant about ideas they are not hesitant about movement they are not hesitant about their interest or passion about certain celebrities or icons or whatever we want to call them so that is like what we, we learned we actually have a name for our customer called the new creative and these are people who are very considerate about what they buy, where they right. buy it from, uh, what it, things look like. And every brand, like Nike and Adidas, they champion it with sportsmanship. And now we are seeing a lot more uh, entertainment, a lot more lifestyle icons, not only just in sports, but also in fashion, also in tech. Even even tech celebrities are now becoming like Elon Musk is not longer a celebrity just for the tech. He's a celebrity for a lot of people. Right. So these kind of like icons, they have a, a lot more visibility because of the internet. That is, I think, uh, and sneakers are on everyone's feet and they are more visible now than they have ever been before. And people like to post and talk about them. Right. So I think it's a combination of all of those things. And so Citra, how do you sort of create a product that is appealing to that specific type of person who I think it's fair to say is also very fickle in many ways and can move on to another product very quickly. How do you sort of feather all that into the to the design? So when we were working on the shoes, the basic idea was to make a shoes which people can wear every day. And then we were doing like a lot of things. You don't need to tie and tie your shoelaces. It's so easy to slip on and off. And then there is copper lining in your shoes, so your shoes won't smell. And then the idea of that shoes should be so durable and comfortable. Now, combining all these ideas together, it's not easy to talk about that story. And then on top of that, we, these shoes comes in quarter sizes. Right. And you can have two different shoe sizes. If your right size is 9.25 and your left size is 9, you can have two different sizes and you don't need to pay for two pairs. So... We were thinking about like when we are going to talk about these things to our customer, what they want to look at that shoes. <clears throat> so we always thought about that. We need to make our shoes so, so, so simple that it can carry on throughout the day as well as 
they don't like scream. They actually become part of your life. Right. And so I want to talk to you about the quarter sizing because it's the sort of thing that when I learned about this with Adams, it makes so much sense. Why hasn't anybody done that before? Yeah, I I actually have no idea, but I <laughs> I believe like it's 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 very interesting thing. Like uh, one of our very good friend, he was talking about this to us that when you are actually very close to the picture, it's very hard for you to understand like what are the opportunities. But people like us who are like coming from different backgrounds, when they look at an industry, we actually try to think about that what our customer want and what we can offer them. So when we were thinking about quarter sizing, the basic idea was how we can make shoes so comfortable. And fit is actually a very important part of your comfort. If your shoes is not perfectly fit to your size, you are not going to feel comfortable. Right. So when we were thinking about fit of your shoes or fit for your feet, we were thinking about which one. Because 60% of the people, they have quarter size difference between their right and left. It's a huge population. Wow. yeah. And so that's how, like, we come up with this idea. And I think, like, it's also embedded in our company name. Our company name is Atoms. And the reason we decided to have this company name is because we are willing to go to atomic level to make shoes better. Right. It's interesting to talk about the product and everything that's underneath it. But let's also talk about building the company because building a company right now isn't necessarily easy. Raising money. You've done this before. This is your third company. And yet... Every time, I would think it's difficult in new and different ways, right? Yeah, this this you could not be more right. Uh, this uh, this is very challenging, especially like we are building a premium uh, aspirational brand, and then a l- big part of that is also learning about the U.S. culture very quickly. What appeals to people? What are how they like to be communicated? How what kind of stories they are interested in? So uh, this was challenging when we were first starting. We uh, starting items we had no idea how we will do that and actually we named our first shoe as model zero that was our code name for the shoes because we were starting literally from the zero yeah zero experience in sneaker uh without much investment when we were started working on this project and uh there was no customer either and there was no product so i think what helped us big time was involving our customers early on right involving our customers as part of building the product so our first let's say 5,000 customers, they helped us not only build the shoes, they helped us build the website by giving feedback. So we kept doing that. And then at the same time, even investors, they are also humans, they wear shoes. So they could see through that passion about the product, the passion about the customer. And that helped us big time with talking to them about shoes. We would just talk to them about the shoes and the company as they were our customers. When we look at humans, we don't look at them like as uh, as investor or something, we like, hey, they are humans and they right. have their needs and they have their emotions. And that's the lens we looked through that. And that helped us with communicating with our investor and now communicating with our team. Right. And so, Sidra, talk to me about building the team as well, because obviously uh, there's something, pun intended, sort of underneath all of this. I mean, there is the brand, there's this passion. How do you recruit people into the company? Uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, most of our team member, they were our early customers, or they heard about brand in a, uh, from from their community. And uh, when we reached out to them, I think they had some idea about the uh, about the product and about the company. Uh, and it was so interesting that some of like I um, I remember like uh, the our very first hire, our customer support guy Ray. He basically was our customer, and he worked uh, um, in a in a good uh, a hotel industry. Uh-huh. And he reached out, 
and he came in a in a in a dress uh, uh, like really dressed up in a like coat, in a suit in yeah. a suit yeah and he came but he was very very passionate about the company and when we met him we immediately knew that he's the guy who cared about customer he cared about product he understand where we want to go right so we hired him and then like similarly like other team member who joined us later on they were very passionate about the product about the company so i i, I think this there was some kind of a like that passion driven already in the the kind of team we have hired. Well, it's amazing too. I mean, you you've got some some great investors, the CEO of Dollar Shave Club, the CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Weiner, very well known, the creator of TED, uh, Chris Anderson, Alexis Ohanian's uh, venture capital firm, uh, I should also point out. But this is a crowded market. I mean, this is a really difficult space in the sense that while sneakers are obviously catching on, you know, I have more pairs than I than I care to admit, uh, there are a lot of people going after this. How do you separate yourself? I think we will separate ourselves, or the way we are separating ourselves is just being meaningfully different. And the way is that is, for example, we are the only shoe company that only make one shoes. We are the only shoe company uh, that is not aggressively trying to like just sell you shoes we our biggest uh true one matrix is like how many time people are wearing our shoes it's not just just by that it is we are we are taking our time on like setting the right foundation of what the customer experience is how happy people are we are like even yesterday like i was just chatting with our customers on twitter on instagram on text messages so we have like that customer focus right what we realized is all the successful successful iconic brands they all look very different from each other. If you look at Coca-Cola and Pepsi, they are very different. They could not be more different, right? Right. But all the mediocre brands, they look the same. If you look at them very very closely, they all look the same. So we are now navigating through how we can stay we can stay true to why we started the company even through all this crowd and noise. Right. How we can we we don't forget our why and our why is we are the most passionate people who are passionate about our customers and what they want to wear every single day. And so will you stick with just one shoe? How do you, because I would imagine you have a desire and a passion to get bigger and better and different lines. And I think about, to speak of one of your competitors, I think about all the different iterations of, say, Allbirds. You know, they've gone in in a number of different directions as they've grown. Uh, What's the case for just staying with one shoe? So we are, right now we have one shoe's. But our model is we are going to introduce one shoes every year. Okay. And the new shoes would be an improved version of the previous one. Um, and we are calling this model zero. And the next one would be model one. And the I think the bigger idea is like uh, with this specialty shoes, we have actually learned a lot from our customer, like how you can make uh, your product better. So we are wor- taking that feedback and improving that. And, and right now we are working on the on the next models too. Um, so this is one thing. The other thing is once we know your shoe size, we offer more personalization for you. So some people, they walk more. Some people, they stand more. Some people, they have a weird type of like uh, sitting position. So we want to like make sure that our shoes accommodate that. And then someone, some people, they have high arch, low arch, flat foot. So thinking about like shoes from outside look right. different, look, look the same for them, but inside is uh, 
according to the need for them. So that's so interesting because that makes me think that you're approaching this shoe more like an iPhone than a sort of commodity product, that everything is a little bit different uh, for each individual user. Yes, actually, uh, original iPod was one of the products and and, uh, Sony Walkman, which we looked a lot, is like everyone has the same thing. But everyone's music is different. Right. Everyone has the same iPhone, but the apps and the home screen is very different. So we 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 looked into that principle, and we were originally just sticking to our guns of atoms, and we saw the same pattern in in those products too. So what what the idea is like, we for example, let's say I'm mostly all black person, so I will have access in atoms to more like dark colors, and Sidra is more into colorful products so she will have access to maybe the neon the yellow the blue the red whatever we are working so every customer the goal is like every customer should feel that atoms is for them and the best way to make them feel that is by being about them right so that is like how we are approaching that we will we will we might make some changes in our product decisions but all the decision we will make will be from the lens of customer and what people want you know sidra Lacoste said something really interesting earlier um, about people really caring about what the product stands for, where it comes from. Talk to me a little bit about how it's made, because I would imagine your type of customer, and again, I think about myself and my kids, you know, they really care about how something is made. So tell us about how it's actually made. Actually, this is a very important question, and the reason why we kept our production in, in Korea, so these shoes are made in Korea, the reason was because we could control our supply chain as well as like uh, the idea of like what is the impact on environment and what is the impact on humans by making a new product. So what kind of wages uh, our uh, vendors are paying to people who are working on the shoes and also how we are making the material, how the whole manufacturing process goes. So we are still on a very uh, early stage of like observing those impacts and as well as like tweaking things around. Uh, like we recently uh, uh, stopped using glue in our shoes. So we are using a very different type of method, which is uh, environment friendly. It's, uh, it's called hot melt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are we are using that. And the reason was because I think uh, two things. One, like how the impact of glue in the actual environment, glue has a very strong smell and all that. And the other thing was like when people use your product, what happened to those products afterwards? Right. So we are also like this This shoes uh, is uh, you can upcycle. So that's another thing like which is very exciting and we are looking forward to uh, towards uh, working towards that. But like uh, as a small company, we just launched in June so it's been like six months in the business. So we just want to make sure that we go step by step in right. making our process right. So I would be remiss if I didn't point out you guys are married. Uh, yeah. This is the third company you've started. How how does that work? I mean, that's an amazing sort of testament, candidly, to your relationship uh, that you've been able to, to start mo- multiple companies. I'm sure people out there listening and watching would love to know the secret to all of that so uh, i think uh, I, I feel like i'm incredibly lucky to be working with sidra and also being married uh we started our first company and then second company and we were not married at that time uh we got married five years ago uh while working on our second company uh and this decision was like we have a very same vision about the world not only just about the company or the business about the life uh but we also are very different people she is 
she is one of the best executioner I know. Like she would get things done, and I take time to think. And I I'm more of a slow person, and she's like, let's let's do it, let's ship it, whatever we want to do. And that combination has helped us a lot. I also have learned that uh, acknowledging that she's contributing to my growth and I'm contributing to her growth. And together we are not only building our business, but ourselves. So that is helpful. Still, it is very challenging. At 3 a.m., we will be in the bed. We'll be talking about. I am not sure how we responded to that customer was 100% correct. Right. We could have improved. <laughs> and, and you don't have those discussions with your spouse usually, right? That's right. Yeah. That's true. What do you think the secret is, Citra? I think one of the big secret is we we knew each other. Um, it's been now eleven years, and we were very young uh, when we started like talking to each other, and we have seen each other in the most toughest circumstances. So we both are from village in in Pakistan. So think about like uh, like it's hard for me to like uh, flash back and think about that village to New York. It's like. I mean, I, I, I couldn't, like, imagine this journey in my dream even. Right. And going through that journey together and sticking with each other in tough circumstances, I think that's really built our relationship. We are still, like, learning a lot of things about each other because every day we are, like, in a different situation. Right. And it's not, like, about learning about that situation but also learning about each other. And so far, like, we are incredibly lucky and it's been an amazing journey. And that's Wakas Ali and Sidra Kasim, the husband and wife team mm-hmm. behind Adams. It was so cool to catch up with them. I have to say, I love their sneakers. I wanted to meet them. I really didn't know what to expect. Right. And it was an amazing story. You've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to tune in to Bloomberg Business Week Radio live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Masser. And I'm Jason Kelly. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 